Welcome to the second episode of the Core Creative Podcast. We have started this podcast to provide all the wonderful people working imaginatively and innovating in the creative arts and in business a platform to discuss their journey to now, plans for the future and lessons learned. If you would like to learn more, please visit corecreative.ie. I am Patrick Hiley, your host. I am the founder of Flux Learning, a digital education company proudly situated in Clonakilty County Cork, where I live and work. Moving along to who we actually want to hear from, I am delighted to be joined by Aidan O'Regan. A Clonakilty native, partner to Michelle, father and a freshly minted grandfather, frontline worker at Bushmount Nursing Home and renowned West Cork artist. We will discuss the obvious challenges presented by the pandemic, but also, importantly, lessons learned and plans for 2021 and beyond. Aidan's career, his motivation, approach and inspiration will also be topics of discussion. You're very welcome to Creative Cork, Aidan. Hello. So I suppose, Aidan, for the first question, and it can't really be avoided, We'll address it straight away and get it out of the way, I suppose. So how was your 2020? Personally, as a carer in Bushmount and as an artist in West Cork, how was your 2020 and how has your 2021 been to date? Well, 2020, um, as a carer in Bushmount, it was a, it was a very unusual year. Um, we were probably put in a very uncomfortable position from get-go because um, we were lucky, actually, because Bushmount actually locked down about a week a week earlier than any any of the other hospitals or whatever, so we actually managed to stay COVID free all the way through and our, and remain and remain so. Um, it's been very difficult on families, whatever. But I work in a dementia unit, and um, at the best of times, family have a difficult time because obviously they're they feel a sense of guilt because their their loved ones are in a home. Um, on top of that, when they can't come and see them, it's very very difficult for them. Um, we yes we've a year of that done um, we get tested we get tested every second week which is a which is a an experience I can tell you um, getting something shoved up your nose and back your throat is um, is not is not nice but um, look it's, we have to do it like we actually got vaccinated um, about ten days ago and uh, and we're due to we're due to the next vaccine probably in two or three weeks time back so but as I say it's the the families it's it's been very difficult and not being able to see their loved ones as I say as an artist um, it's actually been a great year um, surprisingly um, because of the fact that probably people haven't been able to go on on holidays they haven't been able to go to restaurants um, um, uh, so they're looking at their own homes they're looking at their own houses they're looking at their own walls um, and and they've decided to buy art um, they came to me I was absolutely delighted uh, I couldn't I couldn't believe how busy we were. Um, we had a show at the end of 2019 there, and it went really well. And we we, we were we were humming hawing about whether we'd keep the space on or not. We decided we would keep the space on until Christmas, and that worked out well. And um, we then we said we'd keep keep it on for the for the year. And obviously things happened in 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 February, March, April, and things worked got turned upside down. But um, no, I have to say it's been it was a fantastic year. Um, Michelle, my wife, is a shop in the main street in Clon, and she had a really busy year as well. So, um, as I said, Pat, we can't can't complain. Can't complain. It was it was really good. We people had fantastic gardens, and bird watching, and they bought art. I was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great to hear, and I mean, it's it's great to hear that there's a silver lining to what was a particularly dark cloud in 2020. Yeah. And I now I can testify to the fact that uh, looking at the four walls, it's certainly um, a lot of people uncovered their inner interior designer. I'm sure, and yeah. your your uh, artwork was uh, first and foremost on their list of acquisitions. 
<laughs> I suppose, and this is something I'm always fascinated by. I mean, how did you get into art in the first instance? And what or who were your inspirations? Um, so how... Um, as a young fella, I, there's absolutely no background whatsoever in art in, in my family, as, as far as I'm aware. Um, my dad was very musical. He was, he was a great singer, and he, he probably pushed me into, like I learned a tin whistle at school, I uh, got lessons to do the piano accordion. Um, I was useless uh, at both. Like, I, I love sport. Um, it was, uh, hurling was my, my I was on the JPH constantly, like, um, and art, there was no, I doodled a bit, like as in young fluid. Um, I, re- I remember in, um, I think fifth or sixth class, I won a, a competition for the best Christmas card. I won five pounds. I was absolutely delighted with myself. <laughs> um, after that, and then uh, I suppose, um, I, for some reason, I took an interest in calligraphy um, in my late teens. Um, and I used, I used to paint um, Family Crest. You know the, the Family Crest? Or sure, Herald, yeah. I was for crest for fam for for families and stuff, and I, I was write the history of the family on the leaves and calligraphy. Um, and then it wasn't until, God, I suppose, I I worked um in the asylum seeker centre, and at night I worked during the night, and there I started doodling and painting away again a bit at night time because I had nothing else to do. And then I went my, met my wife Michelle, and um, she said, "You have something like she said." There's something in what you're doing here, and you should um you should kind of pursue it a bit more. So she had a small um gift shop in Astrid at the time, and we had a I think we had two small shows uh, one year after the other, and they both went reasonably okay. Um, I got a bit of confidence from it then. Um, and then in the early 2000s, I suppose there was a Mark Buckley. I don't know if you know Mark Buckley, but he he opened the gallery in Clonakilty, and um, I kind of. We had a show in 2006. My confidence was off the building a bit. I started doing bigger pieces, um, and it was in the middle of the boom at the time. And um, we actually we sold out on the night. Um, every single painting that I painted sold, and um, I was freaked out completely by it. Um, I I kind of concentrated on art full time then for a little bit after that, and it, it actually got too much for me. There was agents getting involved, and I was paintings were going to Dublin, they were going to Kerry. There was a bit of interest from abroad, and um, I actually just didn't like it. It wasn't fun anymore. I had to rely on it for um, a full-time income because, and the pressure of it just got to me. And, our own, and then the crash came, and it, it kind of um, it came in coincidence with my uh, with my, um, my my son Tom being born, and um, between the two of us. I decided to stay at home with Tom uh, and, and um, we, we were running two businesses at the time and it was just too difficult and Michelle's shop was going well at the time and um, we decided that um, I'd stay at home with him. So I kind of I kind of stopped painting for a, a bit then, but I suppose, yeah, the, the, the inspirations are there. Like, um, Michelle was my biggest inspiration, to be honest. Her size five boot up my arse for, um, <laughs> for a, a reasonable period of time and did wonders like. A powerful so, motivator. Yeah, powerful motivator. So yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's where, yeah, she's my biggest inspiration. I, I'd be lying if I said that otherwise, like, you know. I know, fair enough. Um, and aside from the very proximate uh, and necessary motivation um, from Michelle, um, who, I suppose, in terms of artistic, uh, not inspiration, but I suppose, do you have a particular, would you liken your style to anyone that you'd uh, 
pay attention to in the other in the artistic world or if you were to describe your art and your approach to those listening uh, who may not be familiar with your work who would you comp- who what would you compare it to or how would you describe it um i suppose i describe myself as a colorist really like um I like just matching colours, um, using movements, and there's definitely elements of kind of landscape and the coast and where we live um, in it. But some people didn't um, see kind of space, like, and flipping planets and all that kind of stuff. But I, 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 I kind of let the um, the buyer, hopefully, at the end of the day, to make the decision what they see in it. So I, I, I just go with that, like, you know. Um, it works. <laughs> If the, I I used to t- tell people, oh, that's a, you know, they say, oh, that looks like in Shadon it looks like uh, the fields, oh, the hills, rolling hills in Artfield, and I kind of uh, agree with them, like, but uh, I pure lies, <laughs> pure, pure lies, um, like where we live, um, I'm definitely inspired by, like, I like to go running out uh, around the coast and. Like it is beautiful where we are, so I do soak it all up. Like it must go in summer, like and and then it like it comes it it comes out hopefully in a, on the canvas after. Like, but as far as um, how I describe myself, I say uh, kind of a I suppose abstract landscape artist is probably is probably the, the closest to it. Like, and I don't want to necessarily pigeonhole you. And I I know that for one, I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of your works in our house, and um, I I see different things did, in them. Did you pay it from? Oh, of course. <laughs> Someone did, <laughs> but I, I definitely see um, different things in them. At I suppose at different points yeah. that they you catch them at a particular sideways glance, or you look at them in a slightly different way, and you, I see something else in them from time to time. I'd have to say. So I mean, it's, it's very, it's um, that's a very, very good description you've given. Um, and I suppose what I've been um, I'm curious about as well as I suppose the innovation that you build into that art then in that it is not again to pigeonhole it but it's abstract landscape and i suppose the innovation that you do within the colors that you use and within your approach to small canvas versus large canvas and then i suppose we'll follow on with a question about um your print portfolio and how that has developed now in a moment as well but i suppose how do you constantly innovate how do you keep on refreshing your, I suppose, your methodology or your approach? Um, it's actually through mental blocks. Actually, when, there's a thing called artistic block. I know it sounds a bit faffy, like, but you do get it. You do get it every now and again. I'm actually just after coming out of one recently, and it, it, it's um, like again, it's a first world problem, but it's very, very frustrating because you can you could spend just weeks and weeks, and you're you're not getting anywhere. Like you're not um, you're not just what you're doing, what you haven't been doing, whether it gets boring in my own brain, and I, I'm finding I can move forward with it. Um, what happens? I, I tr- just have to try something completely different and t- and be a bit brave and take a risk, and that's a, that's as well how it probably evolves. And you try, hopefully, you get better. Like um, the prince is actually um, is something that I only started doing about three or four years ago. Um, it's actually probably a turning point uh, as far as making a living out of the whole thing um, is concerned. Um, because you can, like, you paint a painting, it's done, it's finished. You sell it fairly quickly, hopefully, and then you, um, it's gone. Like, and you, 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 you can't see it again, more than likely, and you can never get inspiration from that painting again because um, 
but because someone else has it, it's it's hanging in someone else's house. Um, so we started doing prints, um, look, strand framing, which is local wholesale farmers. They do fantastic printing as well. They do GK prints, which are kind of ink, they're top quality. And um, I started doing, I dig it. I get the frames off them as well. Like, so it works great that I can get both the prints and the frames off them. And um, so starting at uh, maybe three years ago. So um, that's an extra income, a completely separate income almost to the actual original paintings themselves. Um, because you can do like I do uh, limited editions of maybe fifty each in, in in two different sizes, and they just tip away. So when I'm when things aren't flowing naturally as an artist, I can I'm still framing these up and um and they're selling away constantly. And they'll be selling like they'll be selling um each one I could get a ten year span out of them. I can all depend on how popular they are. I suppose it's that kind of passive income that you're kind of hoping for. That it's something as you said yeah. that it sustains you through the peaks and the troughs. Yeah. yeah, and you don't panic. You don't panic like as much, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. because they they're t- they tip away kind of um, t- ten months of the year, like you know, really like it's uh, so it's that's great, that's great. And um, you mentioned already um, the tremendous success that you had with the art exhibition in October 2019. So I suppose how did this inform your decision to open up your gallery on a permanent basis, and how have you found that in 2020? Um. Again, if it if if we knew the year that we were going to have, um, I might have had second thoughts about it because we we've we still have two reasonably young children, young children, um, and Michelle has a thriving business herself on the main street. Um, we had taken the space on in October. We said we just keep it until Christmas, and it, the conversation was that I wasn't a hundred percent on doing it, uh, and it was Michelle convinced me. She said you got to go for it. She said it's great. It's a great space where we are. Um, um just give it a go like give it a go and um and 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 give it tried for a year and if it doesn't work out you know you could just there was no pressure as far as contracts with rents or anything that were concerned so um the landlords were very good um but it, it was as i said already it was a, it was a great year we couldn't have i actually even i don't even know if we would have had a as good a year if, if covid hadn't happened like which sounds a bit um <laughs> You know, like there's a lot of people have found it very difficult here. So you're kind of very slow to tell people that we did have a, a great year, um, which yeah. So, but I suppose your years had a certain there's a certain dichotomy to your year as well, in that you've had a year with distinctly more stress, and it's been there's been a lot more stress inherent in the work in Bushmount versus the professional success then you've had with your artistic career during 2020 yeah. as well. So it's yeah. the two. It's been, it's, it's all, it's unprecedented. Like we've never, we, we we can't even talk to people that have gone through it. You know, it's something that, you know, we've no, there's no wise men out there telling us um, that this is how you deal with it or this is how you get through it. Like, um, so, uh, but hopefully we're coming towards the end of it now, and um, during the hopefully by the summer things will start, the bright shoots will start appearing again, and there'll be a bit more confidence, and and we can we can meet up with people. Like that's the other thing about Bushman. It's my only out like because uh, when I'm working, I'm on my own all day. Um, most well at the moment anyway. Um, I'm lucky I can still go to work and go to the gallery and close the door behind me and um, and drive on and listen to the music and have the odd glass of <laughs> the odd glass of wine, <laughs> which is savage, you know. And <laughs> um, yeah, it's so, all yeah. part of the process. <laughs> Sometimes, until you think, yeah, so there's some, when the glass turns into a bottle and you think you're a complete genius, 
and then you wake up in the morning or you have a look at it again in the morning that's pure tripe all part of the process <laughs> all, part, all part of the process have you found having the store as not just a gallery, but your studio? Have you found that space to be important as a space where you can work as in to work on your own and to kind of shut the door behind you, as you said? It was a strange one because obviously when we had the show in October and it went well, um, those people come in for the first couple of weeks and it was kind of typically, it was busy up till Christmas with the prints. But obviously in January then I, I had a, double problem I needed to paint more stuff and it was quieter it was cold um and I just it was only then we kind of decided I'd, I'd have to turn it into a studio as well and then I was very nervous about that because I just I just didn't know how um how that would work as far as um people coming in and looking through the window uh, but it actually was it was the complete opposite to what I thought it would be I thought I'd feel like a bit of a um like a, a monkey in a zoo or something because um, the wind, the windows where I am are big and they're open, and you can, you can see me work away. But um, I realised how um, actually chatting with people and um, they give you encouragement and they give you a bit of a boost, like and they give you um, sometimes you you don't realise you're bogged down in, in a painting, and it's actually when someone comes in and just breaks the whole thing up, and they have a chat with you, and then you go back and you're a bit you're a little bit fresher. Five minutes later, John, in anything we do. You know, if you take a break from anything and you come back a couple of minutes, couple of minutes later, it, 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 it always, you have a fresh outlook on it. And that's why it's happened. Like, I've, I've been forced into that happening, like, and it's actually worked out really well, like. And people come in to tell you, like, we all love being told we're great. Like. <laughs> Whether they're lying or not, but you know, no one is going to come in and tell you that you're crap. They're not going to come in off the street and tell you, oh, you're, 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 you're useless, what are you doing, like. <laughs> But I think that people will resp- respond positively to, I suppose, seeing it come together, yeah, seeing the yeah. art uh, the, and seeing the process that you undertake, seeing what and you're so doing. They might, come, they might call in the morning and, and they might and I might be so far with a, a painting and then they might call maybe a day later or two days later and, you know, they see it, it, it evolving into something and um, like it's a, bit of fun, it's a bit of fun for them as well. Like, and I, get, I, I do get a buzz of it. Like even um, my boy's class uh they're 12 they're they were in sixth class last year um the sixth so the sixth class in Guay. so the teachers asked me would they, could they come down and visit um for a day and i was a bit nervous again i thought um oh this is going to be like i thought they said they'd be about half an hour in there or whatever but they came down and the questions were the kids are honest like they're straight up they don't um they're not into the poncy stuff like so they just ask you straight honest questions and i was they were there for an hour and a half i was I was buzzing after like it was a great experience, you know, genuine straight questions and um, um, loved it. So um, yeah, yeah. Do you think that there's um, it was something that you'd entertain doing more of, sort of a kind of a teaching or a kind of an outreach component to go alongside the art? It's probably um, it's something I might need because I'm completely self-taught, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing because it's kind of technically probably lack in certain areas um because i've never been taught how to do it but then like the whole idea of art is for it to be kind of different in a way and you're trying to break boundaries to be good you know so if you're not being shown by a, a tutor or whatever i'm sure you're being guided in a certain direction um i think there's a good thing in that like you know but um, and sometimes your yeah, expertise have- your expertise sometimes stems from knowing that you don't know everything 
you know I mean it's all from the people who know the most that are most self-conscious yeah. about what they don't know <laughs> oh god isn't that so true yeah absolutely so yeah that's something that's something that um, we might consider in, in the future you know um, but just trying I think this year now we'll just try and survive <laughs> keep her going well, I mean, hopefully, and your website certainly speaks to this, and I'll include links to the website, of course, in the podcast notes and on the website, but the it speaks to you taking inspiration from nature and seasonal colours, and you're going to be uh, hopefully availing of the opportunity to do that when we move away from the winter greys and we move back into something a little bit more colourful with spring and summer again this year. It's uh, it's actually, it's it's something that quite, I don't, so, like, like, I don't don't constantly kind of change. It just happens in with my mood and with obviously the colours that are out there, like you know. And uh, you know, I, just, I like running and walking. And um, I can't like if someone asked me to take um, a photograph of something and I had to paint it, I find it very difficult. Actually, for the first, it's the last painting I put up my Facebook page. There's a girl took um, a photo that kind of inspired me, and um, I did something that was <laughs> vaguely resembled it. But that's actually the first time I've ever managed to do that. Um, I feel t- oh, it's I feel too um, strict in myself or whatever. Um, uh, you feel too to constrained to, to do something like that. Too, too constrained, exactly. It's better to do it, but for whatever reason, I managed to do it on on, on the last paint I finished now, and that was generally the first time I've ever worked from a photograph. Okay, and um, it would be something you'd entertain the prospect of doing again, or was it something that you challenged yourself to do this time? With I this kind instance? of challenged myself to, do it, and maybe I haven't done it in maybe. Uh, maybe five years and maybe technically I may have improved in those years to be able to do that but I definitely four or five years ago I could I couldn't have done it I just I wouldn't have been able to transfer one to the other you know sure um, so that's great that was that was a nice step forward great you know? preempting other questions I had <laughs> <laughs> And I'm very conscious of this as well, kind of in, as I dabble in entrepreneurship in West Cork, but it's very important to have kind of supportive peer groups and networks um, around you. And I think there is many of those in West Cork. And I mean, have you found these to be a support or a particularly important support, especially during the last year? Or how have you found the that support network in Clonakilty and West Cork? Um, well, I'm a member there of the, um, the Chamber of Commerce. Um, it, they've, been, they've been fantastic, like, you know. They, um, they, they just between promotional videos and actually last year they did a, um, they, they, this clinical devoucher scheme which I'm not sure if you know about or not but it's um, just both there I think they have dominations of 20 and 15, 10, 20, 50 um, clinical devouchers where you just spend that in, in business in the town and last year they had an, an incentive voucher scheme where if you bought um, 50 euros of vouchers you got 60 euros worked. Um, so if you paid 50 euros, you got 60 euros worth of vouchers. So they give you, I think that's yeah, 20, 20% on top of. Sure. Um, and to, to, to spend back on the stone. But nice then, incentive. Um, great incentive. And, they, and they, I got a load of people coming back to me with, um, with these vouchers, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And as business, you can, they reimburse you for them if you want to hand them into the, 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 the chamber themselves. But what what's happening is very few of them are coming back. Seemingly, they're just being constantly being um, moved around the town, like you know. So the other thing was the clinical. There was a clinical the artist trail as well. Um, which is Lisa's girl there from the. She's a little business there, a little gift shop on the main street on Ash Street, little green dot. She's a, a clinical the artist trail as well. So I think that was a good thing as well. 
Um, but the, the larger, the, I suppose, one thing I like about Clown is there's always something going on. Well, during pre-COVID times, there was always something going on. But there was, oh, you you always had events and yourself and Michelle were very much front and centre at all of those events. And but it, was great, it was great fun, like, you know, and yeah. it kind of gives us great fun because they support their own and as well as supporting their own, they, they support people coming into the town. If you've got a good idea and you're willing to work hard, the town will get behind you. And it's it's as simple as that, you know. Yeah, and there's a lot to be said for that, indeed. A lot, a lot to be said for it. So you've spoken already, Aidan, about um, artist block, and I can imagine that being an artist requires a lot of resilience. You've got those creative block issues, and I suppose then you have the ebb and flow of sales, which I know you've um, kind of you've deployed prints as a way of kind of bridging that gap yeah. to some extent. But I suppose is the personal resilience that comes from your chosen profession and deed in Bushmont and artistry is that something that you have to actively work on, or is it something that you found you had a res- you had a kind of uh, you had an innate reservoir of from the jump? No, I did absolutely not. It's something I, I had to go through. As I mentioned earlier, when um, in two thousand six or seven after the show and it being busy, um, I. I kind of, uh, I struggled after it. I struggled to kind of, um, creatively I struggled because um, it had been so busy and then there was a, from the high to the, the fall after of having to start from scratch in because all the paintings were sold and then having to um, pressure on from people looking for stuff. I found it very difficult and inside my own head it, it completely, um, it completely hindered my creativity. Like, and I, 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 I didn't, I didn't paint anything for about a year after. I just had to stop and walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And the longer you go away from it, then the harder you, it comes back. It, it is to get back because um, even you have the fear when you get back to doing it that if you still can't do it, then that's worse again. Like you know. Sure. Um, but I have definitely learned over the years through the experience of no, of, of just getting through it that it will change. You will just um, keep going, be disciplined about working the, the whatever, three, four, five hours a day, take mm-hmm. the breaks um, and just get into a routine of doing that. Mm-hmm. And don't don't get it. It's actually in moments of, I know it sounds a bit corny, but in the moments of desperation, you do find inspiration sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it actually happens when I'm at my lowest ebb as far as art is concerned something happens just you get you get crap you get brave you um you try something completely different and then um and then you see it sometimes it's not actually what you're painting it's actually being able to see what you're painting because i'm sure even through the a lot of the blocks i might be doing stuff that's reasonably good or or as good as i'd normally be doing it but i can't see it myself like it's it's through my own eyes i'm, mm-hmm. I'm failing to see the quality in it and um but it's, it's just experience it's a, it's a kid you got to keep going mm-hmm. work your way through it like it's it, for anything to be good like it has to be difficult you know that's yeah, that's sure. across any profession or anything we do in life like you don't get enjoyment out of proper enjoyment out of anything unless it's hard you know and we're all like we're all we're all um guilty of trying to stay inside a, a comfort zone as well you know we it's easy to stay there sometimes and if you can try and move out, out of that there's a great buzzness, you know. Yeah, you know, we want to be learning. Even doing things like doing things like this, like you know, it's it wouldn't I wouldn't find it comfortable. But um, you have to try and do these things, you know. So, so the audience would never know. Fair play to you, yeah. a natural, an artist podcast is something for twenty twenty one. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I suppose which leads us on nicely to what would your plans for twenty twenty one be? How do you hope? What do you hope to do and hope to achieve this year in? Um, in my break, like if, if if it's anything as if it's anything as good as last year, um, I'd be very happy. 
Um, whether I think uh, Clannacilty is going to be, I think we're going to have the same issues last year. I don't think people are going to be, whether they're, they can, they're low travel or they can travel, I think they're still going to be travelling within their own counties to degrees and then probably within their own country anyway. Like, you know, so we, um, so I think it's still going, it's Clannacilty is a great place to visit. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're, we're famed for, for everything really. <laughs> there isn't two things we're not, we're not paying for. Um, so I, I'm hoping that to have as good a year or as close to as good a year this year as I had last year. Um, and yeah, I've, we've, we're trying to put an extension onto our, our house at home at, as well at the same time. So um, yeah, I've that to kind of, there's a bit, there'll be a bit of mulliking involved in that it's a, as well. So I try to combine those two things. Never, never a dull moment or a pause for thought. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, indeed. Creatively and mulliking, they good. They, yeah, <laughs> one is good to the other. I think. <laughs> and so, I suppose, I mean, this is a conversation. This is a question which is inevitably going to interrupt the flow a little bit, and it speaks to my own bent in that I suppose I would work in online learning and technology quite a bit. But is there a piece of technology that you could not live without, and why would that? Well, I only have one piece of technology which believes that. No, that's the phone. <laughs> and are you? Uh, are you? Is it Android or Apple with your good self? I've Android. Android. I do know that. I'm glad I know. I knew the answer to the question. <laughs> I have Galaxy, tw- Galaxy A50. Yeah, that's that's her. She's been battered. She's battered and bruised, but she's going strong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like Facebook, the only thing, like Facebook is massive for me. Like you know, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be. I don't like it as a thing because it's uh, like I have a personal page and I have an, I have an art page, but I can put something up on like I, put, I can put a painting up on Facebook of an evening, and it can be it can be sold either that night or the morning after someone's saying, "Oh, hang on to it. I need to come in and have a look." Um, and like as a forum, like if I can reach like three, four, five thousand people, like with a with um with one like one one message out there like you know it's, so it's it's brilliant. like I should probably get into Instagram and stuff a bit more I'm told that's um that's nearly uh, a it will definitely form. speak to your particular milieu yeah it's very yeah. image focused for sure but I mean all in joke all in your course <laughs> yeah all in your course <laughs> <laughs> another another but, uh, plan for 2021 <laughs> yeah I my my stepdaughter thing and Michelle's uh, Michelle's uh, daughter is um. She's taking care of all the that kind of settings now. So I just send images onto her. She does everything else. She presses all the magic buttons. So, so is that, that is that where your uh, very elegant website came from too? Or yes, yes. Well, Michelle actually designed the website herself. Um, and then so now she's too busy to be to be holding my hand anymore. So I've got <laughs> I sent it across the water. <laughs> so, outsourced. Um, outsourced. Yeah. Well, she's been home with a, um, with a new um, grandson there that arrived there um, in the middle oh, of Indeed, heartiest congratulations there. Very, uh, very good news in 2020. Very off-brand for 2020. Oh, my God, it was uh, like, I, I was pops for a while. Before <laughs> I got transferred to granddad, I couldn't deal with it. Like, I just, I'm still trying to figure out, I'm still trying to figure out how to be a dad. The granddad thing just, oh. But um, they managed to get over in November for a month. Um, we had to, we had to um, we had to do self isolate for two weeks, but it was fantastic. He uh, just um, you know I was changing nappies with one hand because of the experience. <laughs> 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 but, 
Um, yeah, he was. Oh, it was glorious. Glorious. We had we had an early Christmas present. So, yeah. Um, I suppose I've one and final question for you today, Aiden, and uh, thanks as ever for your candor. Um, but I suppose if you were, what advice would you give to aspiring artists who'd be listening here and are thinking about um, following your footsteps? Well, I suppose I'm self-taught. Um, I've been I've been trying to pay, I've been painting for twenty years. Um, it's taken a long long time for me to reach um, the level that I'm at now. Um, I know actually it's just the last year or two I can make a, a reasonable living out of it you can't you can't just go into it and expect to make money straight away like you can't you have to kind of work at something else like you have to it has to be a side to start and uh, continue to work hard at it um, it's t- you've got to t- take the knocks people are going to tell you or your crap like or whatever especially you now with social media like you know they, uh, people are welcome to say anything um, the other thing about it is um, framing is a desperate expense for artists, um, uh, f- with, 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 with good reason. Like you know, it's it's it's. I worked as a picture framer year, years ago. It's it takes a long time to put a piece of art together. But um, what I do is I buy my frame. I walk to certain sizes. I buy my um, frames in bulk, the same size, and I put the, I put them together myself. You're saving, you're saving so much money by being able to do that. And you can actually get more stuff out there than properly framed. Um, a little bit of knowledge as far in the framing side of things is worth an awful lot. Um, and yeah, you got you got to work hard. Just <laughs> that's all. Oh, uh, I've been lucky as well, Patrick, because um, like uh, for years I had Michelle shop. Michelle is a shop on the a gift shop on the main street in Clonagilty, hmm. and she put my stuff in the window there. And only for that. You know, I couldn't have got my name out there. You know, it's um, it, that was uh, I, I was, and that's luck. You know, that's mm-hmm. luck. Because um, if I didn't have that, I I might be still pucking spuds to ducks, as I say. You know, it's, um, um, so you need luck. You need a bit of luck as well. You know, and I like I I I, I still feel I'm I'm always starting out. I I doubt myself constantly. Yeah, and that's great motivator. Doubt you when you're not when you're self taught. You always feel that you could be better, and like I, I, a lot of my friends there now, they're like I'm fifty this year now, um, and a lot of my Did friends. You wear it well, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, they're all talking. Some of them are talking about winding down, you know. And um, geez, I, I feel I'm only starting out, you know, to a degree. I feel like that. Um, but maybe that's because they were they all worked hard in their twenties and their thirties, and they're tired. Where I. I I pissed around for for twenty years, like you know, and it's only it's probably the last ten, fifteen years I've I've really started to apply myself to to work. Kids will do that, feel like you know. <laughs> they are a powerful motivator, but by the same point, you found something that motivates you too, and sometimes it's a search a search to find that particular thing. Too. Oh, abs- absolutely! Like I love going to work every day, and you ha- that's yeah, and that's a, you gotta love it. Like there's no point in trying to do, especially something in the arts. Like if you don't, if you don't love it. Um, it'll drive you mad, but um, like when I'm when I'm painting, when I'm I the music on, I'm dancing around, I'm dancing around the place. I, I'm firing the paint onto the canvas um, to be able to transfer that that emotion. That like when we were young, we used you know you'd have a few points and you go for a dance. Like I can I can I can paint and transfer that that same kind of emotion as you would from dancing, like to a to painting a picture. Like you know that's fantastic, Buzz. Like I could, 
there's no like there's no drug to give you that, you know. No, no, that's fair enough. I think my wife would argue that it's as well off that I don't transfer any of my limited dancing skills to any kind of canvas. But no, I appreciate the point from a more ex skilled dancer such as yourself. <laughs> oh, I don't know about skilled, God almighty. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time, Aidan. It's been Thanks, an education for me and I hope it's been an education for the core creative listeners. If you want to find out more about Aidan, uh, links to his website, and which includes images of his paintings and of his prints, will be uh, in the show notes. Thanks a million for your time, Aidan. Thanks, Patrick. Cheers.